everyone, welcome to another episode of Seizing Adulthood with me, Aidy. And me, Erwin. A weekly podcast where we talk about our misadventures in adulthood so that you can learn from mistakes without having to make them, and we can tell you how not to adult. Before we start with this week's episode, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to our two-part Halloween special and joining our giveaways. Also, congratulations again to all our Spooktober winners. Oh yes, congratulations Katrine, Richmond, Junji, and Louise. And thanks to everyone who participated and sent in their stories. We had fun reading all your spooky entries. Now that we're done with October, that officially means people can start decorating for Christmas. But, you know, since most Filipinos actually start decorating as early as September, I guess some have already put their decorations up. Mm -hmm. Makes me wonder how different things would be this Christmas season. As you know, we're still in a pandemic, there's still no vaccine, and we're still under quarantine restrictions and curfews. Some holiday parties and events would probably be virtual, and people would choose to have intimate gatherings with loved ones instead of the usual huge parties we are so used to throwing. This can only mean events would require more decision-making and a lot more things to consider. That's why for this episode, we talk about what one shouldn't do when planning events. One of the biggest events we've ever planned so far was, of course, our wedding. Yeah, our wedding. <laughs> That's why for the following tips we'll be giving, we will mainly use the way we planned our wedding as an example. So for anyone out there who is planning some big event in the future or planning their wedding, listen to us tell you how not to plan events. When you're an adult, there will come a time when you will be planning an event. It may be for yourself, a significant other, your family, your friends, or it may even be for work. Mm -hmm. But you will plan one at some point in your life. One of the first things anyone should consider when planning an event is, of course, the budget or the amount of money one is willing to spend. Starting off with how not to plan events, tip number one. Do not start planning anything without a budget. Planning events will always require money. For things like reunions, weddings, kids' parties, and even those small meetups I see in Trinoma where a bunch of people gather and play Monster Hunter. They still commute and buy food just to play with other people. There's still budget involved. When one plans for a wedding, a couple needs to plan ahead of time to determine and gather the funds needed uh, to book a church, uh, the reception venue, a caterer, the suit of the groom, the dress of the bride, and a whole lot more. Now, unless you're a couple from a rich background and money isn't an issue, then a careful allocation of where your money will be spent is important. An agreed-upon spending range between the couple should be carefully planned, and when AD and I planned our wedding, we had a couple of impulse decisions that affected our supposed budget. We did. There were a lot of impulse decisions indeed. But before we start with that, let us first talk about our engagement so Ooh. that we can set the tone for the whole planning thing. The calm before the storm. <laughs> <laughs> So, Herwin and I got engaged at a quaint little restaurant with... Uh, cute country and now closed. <laughs> with the presence of both our family and friends. And the thing is, I was feeling really under the weather that day. Mm -hmm. The day before that, we even went to APCC, a 
now defunct comic convention, uh-huh. and I was really planning to skip that, but I already bought tickets to see Jeremy Shada, the voice of Finn the Human. Wow. wow. Fangirl kasi. <laughs> he was handsome, by the way. Yeah, he is. And he's now in Julie and the Phantoms. Yes. So. <laughs> All grown up. So cute. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I can't pass that up because I paid huge bucks for that handshake photo and chit-chat. The funny thing was, when it was her time to meet Jeremy Shada, there was a power outage by the booth. Yeah. So she got to stay with him for 10 minutes longer than anyone who lined up to see him. 10 additional minutes to fangirl. I wish I was there. <laughs> he was nice, but he actually noticed how dead I looked that day. <laughs> and he said, you came all the way to see me even when you're sick. And in my mind, I was like, of course I'd come to see you. I paid good money to see you. <laughs> There's proof. There's a picture that exists. <laughs> So anyway, that happened, and after a few zombies chased me and I even took photos with them, we went home right away after because she was really feeling sick. I was. It was flu season in my classroom, and when you're a teacher and one of the 20 students you have catches a cold or gets sick, chances are you will catch that strain soon. It will come for you. And then the next day, I was supposed to attend my best friend's birthday celebration because it was actually her birthday. It was planned. And I was literally so sick to the point that my eyes were watery from the fever and I couldn't breathe and my nose was just stuffy and man, I was a mess. (laughs) The weirdest thing was that this gave my mom an excuse to come with me. And I was like, what the fuck? It's Isa's birthday. Why the hell are you coming? But then I was too sick to even argue. So I said, sure, come with us, whatever. But you'll be bored with all the millennial talk we'll be having. (laughs) I even drove that day. Mm -hmm. So when we finally made it to the venue, Isa, my best friend and birthday celebrant said, she'll ask for the menu or something so that she had to go downstairs because we were on the second floor and Mm -hmm. no one else was there apparently. But instead of her coming back, it was Herwin who mm. came back in the freaking Surprise, suit while it was 35 degrees outside. It was really hot. And then all our family members were suddenly there and either I was too disoriented mm-hmm, to figure mm-hmm. things out because of the flu. But then when he kneeled, I was like, shit, are you proposing? <laughs> when I asked her to marry me, her answer was, are you sure? <laughs> like, damn, medyo kinabahan ako at pinawisan din ako nun kasi hindi ko alam kung dahil ba sa suot ko or dahil sa tanong niya. <laughs> Psych! Was, uh, anyway, scary. I said yes, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Being the nerd that he was, he placed the ring inside a Lego box yeah. and the rest was history. So now that we were engaged, of course, people even on Facebook were all saying congratulations mm-hmm. and all and I was like, shit. We have to plan a lot of shit. A lot of shit. (laughs) So we decided to attend a wedding convention just a few weeks after that. And can you believe that on our first convention, we actually booked someone already? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, one of the most impulsive decisions we've made was that we booked uh, our photographer and videographer without even knowing or determining our budget or even doing any research as in right there and then woo book (laughs) we didn't even go around to canvas for shit i mean we just saw one video and we were sold with the idea of us getting them Sila pa'y pinakamalapit sa entrance. Yep. So, sad. <laughs> so that was what? 110k out already. 110k na hindi pinag-isipan at all. I don't, don't want to remember it. 
And it was something we regret doing, how we didn't even explore other ideas or offers. We just went with it, so the budget was right away destroyed. So yeah, before you start planning anything, the first thing you should do is to really come up with a budget. You have to really sit down, think about it, and map out all the expenses from the venue, attendees, staffing, suppliers, equipment, what else? Food and drinks, Mm -hmm, dress mm -hmm. codes to invitations. You have to consider all the expenses and then work around a predetermined budget. If something goes beyond your budget, then look for other options. Make sure you don't go over the budget, otherwise that would create problems in the future. And don't forget to check alternatives. Also, you just never know what's going to happen in the days leading up to your event. So when you go below the budget, it also gives you enough breathing room for unexpected costs, which was something we didn't even consider on the day of our wedding. I remember us scrambling for, what, 10k after the wedding just because we didn't consider bringing petty cash when we Mm -hmm. left the hotel and there were no ATMs in the area since we were in the middle of nowhere. Our venue was at Mango Farm deep inside the village at a far-flung area. Thank the universe a lot of people helped us out on that day and I would like to thank my parents, Harvin, Rose, Roxanne, and Jessa. So don't forget tip number one, do not start planning anything at all without a budget. On to tip number two, do not forget the importance of research. Knowing is half the battle. Oh, parang video game lang. <laughs> what? Uh, this can be true though in any walk of life. If you know what to expect, you can somehow formulate a plan to be prepared for whatever is coming. Anyway, one of the most important setups during any event is the location. If you at least don't provide a small map, or if the location can't be pinned via ways, it's almost certain that people will be late to your event. For our wedding, we carefully chose our church, the reception venue, and the hotel, which were all within close proximity. We tried not to confuse our guests by not having our locations in different areas and this worked well since the reception was no more than a 10-minute drive away from the church and the hotel was just about 20 minutes without traffic. And this is Philippine traffic, by the way. During our research... We made sure that the places we will be booking are not only within our budget, but also scenic and easily located. It took us about two to three months of research before we were able to decide our locations and we also did site visits to make sure that what we are booking can live up to our expectations. Small story here, when we first visited our chosen church it had a ton of natural light and it looked really pristine. Yung tipong pati demonyo masusunog sa purity. It was, it was that white. <laughs> we loved the way it looked since photos will always look amazing in natural light. Pero ano, yun. Come the wedding day, nagulat kami. <laughs> Apparently, the church renovated and turned a lot of the white into a lot of gold. Pagtingin ko, I felt like Jason seeing the golden fleece for the first time. Nakakaloko sa gintab yung gold. Lai, I was speechless. <laughs> I was like, was, uh, I loved seeing that church for the first time. Yeah, it was white all over and seeing it again when it white. turned gold, like, whoa, I guess 
Well, I couldn't complain. Yun na eh. Gold armor. I guess I should expect a yellow tinge in our photos everywhere. <laughs> so, yun, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking people might be wondering if both of us are neither religious, why get married in a church? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we are not hypocrites, but this is the Philippines after all. Of course, you have to consider what your parents want. Parents. And if my mom wanted to see her little girl walk down the aisle in a church, mm-hmm. she will get that. We decided to just go with our parents' wishes yes. and get married in a church. But if it were me... Hmm, Garden. But anyway, we did have our reception at a garden. So, farm to be exact. We were born and raised Catholic after all, even if we no longer practice it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, one of the things I didn't get to fully research was about the processional march. Yes. Was that the right term? I think it is. Anyway, it's the wedding march. Yes, wedding march. I always had the instrumental version of the Star Wars theme in mind for my wedding march, but Mm. apparently there were conditions that needed to be met. (laughs) We found out that some churches only have pre-approved song lists where you will just have to choose from, and I'm like, no. Since the first song wasn't approved, I chose the next best song there is, Zelda's Lullaby, whatever Herman is doing. Solemn, slow, and boom, instrumental. So, well, I guess they approved it because they probably didn't even know where it was from. (laughs) And yeah, before deciding on anything, do your research, check for other options, Mm -hmm. or have a pool of options, rather, and ask your friends and family for suggestions. And that's it for tip number two. Do not forget the importance of research. Next is tip number three. Do not invite everyone. When certain events are held here in the Philippines, it's a common practice for a lot of Filipinos to bring uninvited guests. Yes! Annoying. Let's say for a kid's birthday party, you have 100 guests. Make sure you have seats for at least 150 because other family members and friends whom sometimes you don't even know will definitely tag along. I know of a wedding that one of my cousins had, and they had supposedly 200 guests. But during the reception, there were roughly 300 people who arrived, and the organizers had to do on-the-spot bookings in order to accommodate the uninvited. What a hassle and a nightmare. (laughs) Honestly, I don't even know why this is a thing here, but I've been seeing this behavior since I was a kid. Going back to the topic, only inviting the people that matter to you should always be in mind. Let's say, for a wedding, first-degree family and friends that made a difference in your life should always be first on the list. For small parties like a kid's birthday, I guess it's okay to invite acquaintances since you know they can bring gifts to your kid. Oh yeah, wink wink. That is if they do bring gifts. They will, I hope. (laughs) Who attends your events should always be controlled by the organizers since the solemnity of the gathering can easily be disrupted. Imagine on your wedding day, people are congratulating you one by one. Then suddenly out of nowhere, you just say in your head, who the fuck are you? 
If that were to happen to me, I'd ask that person on the spot. I really wish we did invite a lot of people to our wedding. Mm -hmm. Like, now that I think about it, it would have been better if it were intimate. But of course, we couldn't help it because some people would feel bad about not being invited. And I guess we were just trying to avoid that. I even invited a lot of proximity friends that time. I remember back in our first few episodes, we defined what a proximity friend is. It's basically someone you're friends with out of convenience, especially because you're in a certain workplace or school or area. But once you're apart or in different places, you no longer even talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And I basically invited a lot of people I don't even talk to anymore right now. And oh my god, flashbacks to the etiquette of gift giving. Did I say that right? Yes. Right. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That. Okay, let's talk about that. That uh. is a fucking hard topic to discuss. Here's a bonus tip for this episode. We usually only give five, but here is a bonus tip. <laughs> when you're invited to a celebration, let it be a birthday, a baby shower, christening, housewarming, and of course a wedding, do not ever attend without bringing a gift. I mean, isn't it fucking common courtesy? Like, when I receive an invitation to any celebration, I'm inevitably faced with the question of what to give. Like, yun yung una ko naisip, oh my god, mm-hmm. anong bibigay ko? Kasi nakakahiya pumunta nung wala ka man lang dala. But apparently, for some of the people we know, meron talagang walang hiya. Free food lang <laughs> Because we know them and, you know, they're capable. Okay lang kung alam mong hindi eh. But, Oh my god, they are. It's just that they chose not to. Mm-hmm. Okay, one even approached me on our wedding day with the lame excuse that he left it. And I'm like, please do not give me bullshit on my wedding day. Like, <laughs> puta, lumayo ka. And true enough, wala naman siyang binigay at all when I went back to work. Yep. So, why even bother saying that? I mean, if you don't know what to give, and if a gift registry isn't even available, at least think of something you can give that would be appreciated. Be creative. Don't give me some bullshit lame excuse. Don't get me wrong. It's not about being materialistic. I just think it's common decency. It's an unspoken rule. It is, because again, it is just basic courtesy, like the returning of the shopping cart theory. To give a gift is objectively right. Simultaneously, there is nothing wrong with not giving one, but one does it anyway out of goodness. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I loved reading about the shopping cart theory, but yeah, anyway, that's tip number three. Do not invite everyone. Carefully think about the people you would want to invite to your event because you wouldn't want to be celebrating some milestone with someone you wouldn't even be talking to in a few months or even years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So remember that. Next tip is tip number four. Do not make last-minute decisions. Not doing enough research always leads to last-minute bookings. In the weeks leading up to our wedding, we had so many last-minute bookings and purchases that it even further disrupted our budget. For additional labor costs for some of our suppliers, a freaking Bible, and a pavilion that we could not have booked, there were just too many variables that made a lot of things unpredictable for us. And it probably would have gotten worse if our amazing wedding coordinator, Greg Flores, wasn't around. He and his team were the Justice League of that day. Why Justice League? Why not the Avengers? I like DC Murray. Well. <laughs> anyway, we also booked an event designer for our reception a month before the wedding. 
and since it was a last-minute booking, that blew up the price, which was something we could have prevented if only we did our research and booked at least a year prior to the wedding. The price could have been cut in half, you know. We actually missed two more bookings, which are the host and the band. I think both were booked less than a week before the wedding, and thankfully, our wedding coordinator was able to use his contacts and round both up. Though the price wasn't as high as we would have expected it to be, again, it could have been cheaper. In the end, the host didn't even know our name until the day of the wedding, and the band, well, we never even got the chance to talk to them. But we were able to give a lineup of the songs that we wanted. I don't even remember why we had to book them last minute, but I think it was because the initial people we booked had an emergency then had to back out. The same thing happened for the one who was supposed to make our cake. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, fuck. She backed out two weeks prior to the wedding, and I was like, who can we book that we, that, well, would accept a cake like that in less than a month? Sobrang unprofessional rin naman kasi nun. Yeah, that was so stressful. But good thing, Miss Claudine came to the rescue. Claudine, as in Claudine Barret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a savior. She was like, I want to give you a gift, but what would you like? And I was like, oh, if you could recommend anyone who would work on a wedding cake on such short notice, that would be the greatest help ever. And she had one made for us right away. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so thank you, and thanks, universe, for that. But another last minute and very unnecessary booking for us was getting the pavilion, the oh, one you mentioned yeah, earlier. Yes. So in context, we had a garden reception because it matches the rustic theme of the wedding. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, but people just kind of expected us to have a sci-fi wedding. No, no. <laughs> but no, that was too predictable for us. And I really wanted the garden vibe, okay? So we even diverted from having a May the 4th wedding. Mm -hmm. If you have if for anyone who attended noticed that, hindi namin ginawang May the 4th. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, people were really expecting for us to do that. Anyway, the weather for that day was being so unpredictable. It was cloudy and it was drizzling in some areas. And I was so stressed during the early pictorial sessions at the hotel. Because all I kept doing was checking the weather and looking out at the window. And people were like, stop, don't be stressed. But I was stressed because I was thinking of our lemonade stand and all the decor <laughs> that supposedly batches the garden and everything and the fucking expensive lights that we paid for. Oh, yes. So just in case it did rain, Herman decided to book the pavilion, which resulted in additional costs. And it never rained. It did not. <laughs> so, goodbye money again. I got the pavilion call during my photo shoot with my groomsmen, so with all the people being rowdy and merry around me, I made another impulse decision. There were so many things happening, and we were so stressed, so out of our league, and so caught up with a lot of things. Ayoko na bumalik dun. Dream hop ka. <laughs> yung moment na yun. <laughs> and really, think about your suppliers as well before booking them because we had so many things happening that were a bit redundant. Mm -hmm. For example, we had tokens, wine for the sponsors, and honey and jam for the guests. Then we also had a photo booth. When we could have just settled for one, 
Then we also had an unlimited bar, a self-service lemonade and juice stand, and another mini bar from the caterer. Excessive. When we could have just had one instead of having all those three things happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. So wild. (laughs) (laughs) Take it from us, that's the very point of this podcast. We made the mistakes for you, and you learn from our mistakes so you won't have to make them. Do not make last-minute decisions and bookings like we did because it would just lead to unnecessary costs. It feels nice to get this all out. I mean, breath of fresh air. Yeah, we can finally Uh... move on. (laughs) I really hated wedding planning. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for tip number four. Do not make last-minute decisions. And lastly, we have tip number five. Do not hesitate to ask for help. The traditional norm here in the Philippines is that the groom and his family should pay for the wedding. I might be wrong, but this was something that's usually expected traditionally since it shows how a man can prove that he can provide for his wife. Nowadays, some of you may not agree, but some choose to split the expenses equally. Agreeable terms should be set on both sides of the family. Then, the couple will then shoulder most of what they can handle. Believe us, a lot of help is needed when planning anything, especially a wedding. May it be financial, psychological, or just having someone to talk to really helps out a lot. AD and I went through a lot of hurdles, and the entire wedding experience was not only exhausting, but also humbling at the same time. So, for the financial part of the wedding, Herwin and I initially thought of just using our own money and not asking anyone for help, because it is our wedding after all. But in the end, we did ask a bit of help from our parents and friends since we didn't expect all the additional costs we ran into. Mm-hmm. Also, like what we mentioned earlier, one of the biggest mistakes we had was not setting a predetermined budget. So that really became a problem in the long run, and we learned a lot from that experience. Again, having a predetermined budget gives you the ability to adjust your expectations. But the point is, it wasn't entirely our parents who funded the wedding, unlike how some people do it. Brides and grooms in this day and age are generally older, wiser, and more independent Mm -hmm. since Mm -hmm. they're in their late 20s or 30s as compared to generations ago when they were in their early 20s. So you'd kind of understand why they would need financial assistance with the costs of the wedding. That's why it was the norm back then. Mm -hmm. So don't hesitate to ask for help. And also, choose your entourage wisely because they're really the ones who will help you during the preparation and the actual day itself. Mm -hmm. And that's it for tip number five. Do not hesitate to ask for help. Indeed, planning any event is quite stressful, but that can easily be avoided when you do your research and plan ahead of time. There are a lot of things to manage, so it would be helpful to have a handy checklist to make sure you don't miss out on anything you need to do. Before we end this episode, let us go through the tips mentioned earlier for how not to plan important events. Tip number one, do not start planning anything without a budget. Tip number two, do not forget the importance of research. Tip number three, do not invite everyone. Tip number four, do not make last-minute decisions. And tip number five, do not hesitate to ask for help. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. We do hope you learned something from our misadventures in planning. Join us again next week when we talk about caring for our non-human companions. Pets! It's taco time. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Oh no, but we moved our uploads on Wednesdays. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aww. Anyway, see you next week, guys. AD out. Bye! Podcast cover art by Nadine Buffy. Music by Joshua Benson. Editing by ADP. Tacos bath time by Herwindy. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>